Slice Audio. Ah, uh, that's delicious. How's that? How's that tea slurping sound, everybody? Tonight, I'm getting real into teas, right? <laughs> so, like, I quit drinking coffee for the most part. Not like cold turkey. I'll have a couple cups a month, but like no coffee. And I don't. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. I miss like the taste and the smell of coffee. That is, when I want to have a coffee, I have a coffee. You know. And, like, sometimes you're just dog-ass tired and you need a cup of coffee. But I've been getting weirdly into teas, like super into teas. And this is a nice cucumber white tea from the Tazo Company, which is not a plug. Well, I guess it is a plug. It's pretty good. I hope white tea isn't super caffeinated. I don't believe it is. I believe it sits in the green area if you're going to follow along on this tea journey with me. How you feeling, everybody? How are y'all? It is, what is it? It's December 7th. Holy shit. Think about that. It's 20, this has been the longest 2020, but like, we're about out of it, man. Just keep cool. Just a few more days. You got to do one more stressful holiday with that family member you can't stand. But, like, keep your guns in your holsters. It's crazy December. We're checking in on our mental health all month long. Every episode's a reminder. What are you going to do? Here's what I am. I am honestly. I'll just talk about this, I guess. But, like, I'm purposely, over the last few months, have been trying to, like, use empathy first in all of my relationships to the best of my ability, which is incredible. Holy shit. It is difficult, but it's like, it's the way to be, I think, or at least the attempt of it all. One of the things that I will force myself to stop and do is just like, take, just take three deep breaths, man. So the next time, again, I'm not. This isn't becoming some weirdo podcast. We're going to talk shit about a bunch of people, but like, before all that, the next time before you lose your cool, three deep breaths. If you still feel like it's that important to lose your cool, then you're allowed to lose your cool. I mean, allowed within reason, but like, you know what I mean? Three deep breaths, fella. Or 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 Missy, you know what I mean? Everyone goes around like it's you always. Know, it's, it's like dudes who got to talk to be the angry one but and like that's there's a lot of truth to that but it's not like you bitches don't go off half cocked when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about so before you just you know <laughs> ladies before you just decide three deep breaths how how much do you want to dig in here see we're gonna help everybody uh here's what i am noticing i'm like it's hard not to be fat from like mid-November to the end of the year. I have 87,000 pounds of, like, Thanksgivings because I've had multiple smaller Thanksgivings. Well, I've got twice the amount of leftovers now. And, like, there's some weird upper Midwest, like, you know, northern European settler genetic code just this is why we're all a little chubbier up here. We're like, well, God, you can't let it go to waste. You got to eat it. <laughs> and so 
247 on the scale. It's first week in a long bunch of weeks where I haven't noticed at least a little bit of a difference. Monday to Monday. But at the same time, it's crazy December where we're all going to realize that's fine. That's cool. So, you know, it's Thanksgiving. It's better to just not lose any weight and still be able to talk to all your family members. Because, you know, it's 2020 and 2020 sucked. There you go. What was my point to all that? Check in with yourself. You know, three deep breaths. (laughs) Oh, my God. Speaking of three deep breaths, there's another... In our, if for those of you that listen here locally, tonight is the night they're doing that, uh, like the third reading of whatever mask mandate slash ordinance slash please, sir, will you please wear a mask mandate? And I swear to God, I would rather lick all the doorknobs in every bathroom and every gas station in America than watch one more of those fucking videos. I just can't. I love that they live stream all of these videos because that's great that we see how government works. I think that's brilliant. I think that's awesome. I watch a lot of them. Way far more than I should maybe. But I ain't doing three of these fucking things because the the first half hour is all filled with the... What, not even the first half hour. It Like, listen, here's this applies to every fucking city council meeting in every little town and every city in America. The people who show up constantly are probably schmucks. Like, constantly. There's always something on fire. That doesn't mean you can't show up at a city council meeting, but you know why more people don't show up at a city council meeting? Because you have to weed through a 5K of douche before you can even have your three minutes on the microphone, and by the time you get your three minutes on the microphone, it's been paved with douche. So you just, goddamn, man, you can't get anything. This is why people don't run for office. Listen, and like out here, in, 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 for those of you listening to this and you don't live in South Dakota, let me frame the political landscape of South Dakota. This year, in the next session, there will be more homeless people that live in our capital than elected Democrats going to that capital to do any work. That is a true statistic. That number is 11. I've never counted the homeless people in Pierce, South Dakota, but my over-under on the payout of it being more than 11 is pretty goddamn good, fella. So, like, everybody's a Republican out here. Therefore, we have what I guess I would describe, like, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. And I know everybody's like, this is this is America. You're allowed. And, like, I get it. And I want you to feel allowed. But at the same token, for example, on election night, I pop out to the Pennington County Republican GOP deal. And, like, I'm a Republican. I'm on the team. Like, I did my part this year. I worked and donated and made calls and, you know, we media and the whole thing. Like, we're in it to win it here. But at the same time, there's a big chunk of that room where it feels like a goddamn flat earther convention. Like, that's legitimately what it feels. I've never been to one, but, like, that's what it looks like in the YouTube videos. That's where they are. Not all of you, you know what I mean? But, like, some of you. And a good chunk of the flat earther subdivision of the Republican Party shows up at these city council meetings and they're exhausting and illogically stupid and and good intentioned but also at the same time they're usually cowards you know what I mean it's exhausting to have to deal with this like there's any fucking reason or logic or 
even empathy or 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 hope for the future. It's just too fucking unreasonable. And they're at every city council meeting, and that is not just a Republican thing. That's that's the people. That's that's who ruins it all for everybody. That's mostly my point with politics. Is like fucking really. This is what we have to act like is okay. We can't just sit down here and have a drink and like, okay, I'm going to lop off my little bit of crazy because that was a bargaining position and you're going to lop off your little bit of crazy and that was a bargaining position and then we got to do this because of money and then we got to go with that because of money and like, all right, I didn't get everything, you didn't get everything. But for the most part, we helped all the people. Not all the people because that doesn't work all the time, but like, that's not how this shit works anymore. And by and large, this is Donald Trump's fault. This is what it, this is what he's done to it all. I know a lot of you are friends of mine that listen to this and you hear that and you grimace, but like, that's my position. He did this. He certainly amplified it to the point of what feels like no return. I guess that would be, I don't think he created it. I don't think it started with him, but oh boy, as far as the death rattle of the neoconservative movement goes, he's picked a doozy here. Oh, look at that. Made it how many minutes? And it's <laughs> someone bet me that I couldn't go an entire show without saying the word Trump. But listen, man, I'm not the one setting people's hair on fire. I'm just talking about people's hair being on fire. Speaking of, how fast would that go up? Like, really? That's got to be insured, right? Um. So I don't know about mass mandates. Like... <laughs> Apparently, we're just going to talk about these at city council meetings for life. Like, here's what's happening. The people that are complaining about it, you have to do multiple readings. That's how laws are passed. And because you have to do multiple readings, you have to give all of these people time to show up. Because this is what happens if you don't do these three readings. Because normally now, when you want to do a bill passing, just to give you a little education here. So next time you cock off on Facebook about shit you don't know about, I didn't, we didn't know shit, or the public didn't have a chance. Nothing happens in the government without 47 legal notices and a couple of different readings and a couple of different hearings, and then everybody gets an email, and then, you know, there's social media now. Like, it's impossible for you to claim ignorance because you're not that stupid. Also, I'm not completely indifferent to some of the people that are showing up and talking about what the mass mandates or mass whatevers are doing to their businesses. Like, those are the people you want to hear from so they can actually hear the other business side of this. If these lunatics with their Facebook QAnon hand grenades would just shut the fuck up for 10 minutes, reasonable people can make their argument. But I guess that's just not how it works. Let's move on to something lighter. Here's the thing. So, like, strong position. I think it's time for us to, like, universally adapt the metric system. It's time. Here's how I know this. Well, here's, I mean, I don't know shit, but, like, oh, so my truck... (laughs) <laughs> accident I turned I did something on my vehicle to turn it into the metric system so it's all kilometers and celsius and like all of that and and I am too lazy to turn it back because I kind of like it because I've started to thinking about like I think we're like one of three countries that still use the metric system and like one of them's Myanmar or whatever it's called now whatever dictators in charge of it now it's like us and like the brutal dictator countries it's not a list you want to be on it's like the same list of like the countries that can still execute children and the countries that still don't use the metric system are the same fucking countries why are we still doing this 
Here, I need to look this up. Countries um, that don't use the metric system. Here's what Google's going to tell me. Right. This is what I'm talking about. The United States, Liberia, and Burma, which used to be fucking Myanmar, and there's nothing that you can Google about Burma or Myanmar that makes you want a tourist there in April. I'm telling you. We're the only ones that don't use the metric system. It's like, that's also the countries that, like, execute their people on the street because it's Tuesday. Is this really the list we need? Like, listen, and, like, I'm a dumb American. I'm with you. I've still refused. This is how, this is my metric system. This is what I've learned so far. Zero is freezing. Hundred is boiling. In my truck, the closer it is to zero, the colder it is. And, like, there's a temperature around, like, 10 you know what I mean? Rice don't have to crank the heater as much. But it's not a 50-50 even system because it boiling is at 100. It's not 100 degrees. You got to think about that, right? So like half of that is around 100 and change degrees. So if it gets into, you know, the 40s, that's too hot for me to live. And then I always – I'm just gauging my kilometers off of my – like I have an F to E – kilometers ratio in my head a little bit so i know when i gotta figure it out a little bit like if the truck gets down to 30 30 kilometers left you gotta reasonably dial it in and like 55 miles an hour 88 kilometers an hour you can do you can start to learn the metric system if you just change your car to the metric system and that's how i introduce all of us to do so like, just slowly start to – just take one thing. Perhaps you're not a driver and you think all of this is stupid or perhaps dangerous. All of that's fine. Let's take something that won't ruin anybody's lives. Those of you that like to cook and bake, then take that into milliliters, liters, and such instead of the cups and the ounces and all of that goofy horse shit. Just turn everything into milliliters and liters and however that works. Centiliters, I don't believe that's a thing. But, like, try there. And then we'll just slowly adopt. Let's all give ourselves. And, like, you can take a long on-ramp here. Ten years even. Ten years seems ridiculous to me. Also, then, like, we got to put a shovel in the ground to where we start. Like, now if you're in kindergarten, you got to ditch that inch of shit. Like, this is only the – and, like, then you – I know there's going to be a big thing on Facebook where it's, like, these stupid kids don't remember what three inches means. And I get all that, but, like – Dinosaurs coming. Dinosaurs dying. That's how that the word. That's that's the that's the that's the way. So like, slowly integrate yourselves into the metric system and see how it feels. Just the tip, but you know, in millimeters. Just the millimeter. That can be the title of this show. That's what I was trying to figure out there. Just the millimeter, which isn't nearly as funny as I thought it was going to be in my head. So now I got to think of a new title of the show. Um. Okay, I need like hard stance, and I will take all of your conjecture at murdochjones.com 
You can you want to make a reasonable argument for why we shouldn't switch to the metric system? Fucking lay it on me, fella. MurdochJones.com. There's all kinds of ways to get a hold of me. You can send a text. You can send an email. And I will also say the same thing to the following people who are going to lose their nuts on the following statement. And before I make this statement, please understand, <clears throat> I hold no ill will to said company. I don't, um, you know, begrudge them for selling a product. They're not Nazis. I don't, I am not staging a boycott. I am just saying, friend to friend, the McRib sucks. And it's, it's really terrible. And you should stop eating it. It is, by, it is absolutely not delicious. And there is nothing about it that should make you excited enough to post on it on Facebook. And like some of you are my friends I'm talking to here. And I know this is hard to hear, but a true friend will tell you this is the, te the test of a friendship is the McRib. If your friend won't sit you down and tell you the McRib sucks, they, I, then by no means are not a friend. It's just I, it, they suckered me into it again. And every year I can't remember. Is the McRib good? Like, you know, I'm a sucker for advertising. I'm in advertising. That's how I know it works. And I see all the stuff, and it's like, God damn, man. I think a McRib sounds pretty good right now. I'm going to get one. And I'm just here to point it out, and maybe just so I'll remember myself next year. It's not that good. It's pretty terrible. It's actually half disgusting. And there are just better options. For roughly $5... I, I would suggest you f entertain your barbecue interests elsewhere. By no means am I saying, like, listen, give me a double quarter pound of a cheese extra pickles. I'm all about some McDonald's from time to time. I also think they have a delicious, unsweetened fountain iced tea. But, like, skip the McRib. There's no way to make that thing delicious. It looks like a chunk of salty kombucha meat pressed into a bun with way too much fucking barbecue sauce and then here's how here's how you know the actual food tastes terrible they drape 17 pounds of onions on it so you'll just taste a bunch of onions and barbecue sauce and then you'll trick your brain into going mm, delicious barbecue but in fact it's not it's an old 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 soggy been scraping out the greasy pan dish soap sponge pressed into the form of meat and you're calling it a sandwich i just beg to differ eat, if you don't eat like go eat a cuban that's a fucking sandwich a mcrib is not a sandwich a mcrib is slowly admitting that life is over one bite at a time as your gray hair evolves <laughs> And you can no longer see as you like you used to. You know what I mean? I don't think the McRib actually is going to age you any faster. I mean, it certainly will kill you faster. So I guess in a sense, that's true. And like, I'm not claiming Jack LaLanne here. I'm doughy as shit, man. I ate a McRib two weeks ago. This is how I know that. Learn from my bad beats. <clears throat> So, <laughs> I swear I'm going to be done bitching about dumb stuff, but this is just what I had on my list. I'm trying to decide, and I'm honestly, 
at odds with myself about what I think of those little smart cars. Like, so, you know, there's a little smart car that drives by my house, a little real estate smart car that looks like you can fit, a, you know, a dog and a half in. And they just look ridiculous. And I want to be on the team. You know what I mean? Like, energy efficient, don't use any gas, if you're beating around town, it's easy to get around, it's super, they're kind of half cheap to own. Like I, like, I am all about all of that. I'm so behind it. But, like, they look so ridiculous. They're absurd, but that also makes me kind of like them at first because there's enough like I grew up in a little redneck town of Elsister. I mean that as an as a as a compliment and I enjoy my childhood. But like there's enough small town pig farmer blood in me to make me see that car and I go, yeah, but also I've learned that often I, I over time. That is the wrong instinct on some things. And I feel like this might be one of those. So I'm trying to get myself in a position where I'm like, that's pretty badass. And I get it. If it's like one of the expensive Teslas and, or all that, like, yeah, I can see the coolness to those. Um, but the smart cars are a lot harder. They're just ridiculous looking. Like it's hard for me to take that person seriously a little bit, which is super unfair because if they showed up in a, you know, Oh six Durango, I would think nothing of it good or bad. Because I don't give a shit what you drive. You know what I mean? It's not a bougie thing. Here, okay. So, like, I don't think I can come down as a pro-con necessarily. Like, I'm, I got really, I can split the baby here as hard as I can. But I do want it to go home and get its shine box a little bit. Because, like, come on, man. You got to make them a little cooler. But I would own, here's when I would own one. Let's say, like, okay. Here's a here, here's how I can justify owning one of them tiny little smart cars. If I was rich enough, <laughs> so I could own it like a moped a little bit, like a little dirt bike, you know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, it's a, take the smart car, kids. You know what I mean? In like a grandfatherly, drive it around the block, I think you'll find it amusing because it's ridiculous. But at the same time, then I could be like, well, you know, smart car. I swear to God, that is when I think I can own that. When, But in a very bummer thing to admit out loud to the rest of you, I would absolutely own like a 68 Charger first, and I would drive that way more. Because it's fucking cool. But I want to be behind it. But you just don't save the earth in a 68 Charger. You conquer the earth in a 68 Charger. And that's more the island I want to live on. I want to be more responsible. I get it. But come on, man. That's just, it's pretty badass. Speaking of badass, you know what's great? Like, okay, if you have not watched any of the Queen's Gambit, you need to understand right now I have two episodes left and I might get into some things you don't want to talk about. I will try to give a spoiler-free uh, world of it all, but like, hoofta, that's a badass show. This is how good it is, and I'm embarrassed to admit this out loud, but I watched it instead of watching the Bears game because the thought of watching the Bears lose a fifth game in a row, which ended up, you know, mostly happening. I feel like I'm confident I made the right decision. I also know that makes me a suspect Bears fan at the moment. And I'm a, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that out loud. Like, 
Andy Young, my dear friend here, who is the lead guitar uh, player in Judd Hoose, and he is a Home Slice employee. He's a diehard Bears fan. I'm a little, I can't even look him in the eye. I saw him in the hallway today, and I could barely even talk about the game because I couldn't admit, I, I didn't want to lie to him, but like, I didn't watch that game. I couldn't. The Queen's Gambit was more interesting to me because <laughs> it's an awesome show. I'm not going to talk about it, though. I have a couple episodes left. And it's like hard to talk about a chess show that in, in an exciting way, but it really is. It's exactly what we needed in 2020. Something that it seems like it's going to end terrible, but there's hope that, you you know, it's exactly like the year we're going through. Everything is around us is half a dumpster fire, but like there's a lot of good shit happening, too. So that's what you got to focus on and root for the positive and understand there's some dark shit happening, maybe. <laughs> but you can manage it, you know? Oh, man. You know what? I heard... Okay, so... Cruising, uh, running errands or whatever today, and I'm listening to... We have a rock station here at Home Slice Media Group called 100.3 The Fox, and it's pretty good. But And U2 comes on, right? And, like, here's, my, here's, here's the thing on U2. Let's settle the U2... Let's have the U2 Accord... Right now, that could be a name for that could be the title for this thing. The U2 Accord. Here's the thing with U2, and I think kind of universally in in I think it I think it applies to any definition of how you're having to deal with U2. Like Streets Have No Name comes on, and it's a fucking gangster song, man. It's a that's a that's a you know that's a Woolberry song. It's it's awesome, and that's enough. Then just the one song, good. I don't need a whole concert. And generally speaking, that's what I assume it's like in any version of U2. And I give you the following example. Let's say you're the president of Uruguay, if Uruguay has a president. Does Uruguay have a Let's just say Uruguay has a president, prime minister, whatever. And, like, U2's in town because there's some shit happening in Uruguay that's a tragedy. You know, there's a bunch of people starving or whatever. And, like, Bono wants to do something about it, so there's going to be a concert, you know, the Uruguay-a-thon or whatever. And, like, you got to deal with Bono because, like, he's doing a good thing, and that's nice. And so he gets to come into the palace, but he's like, you know, I would assume Bono takes some liberties. Like, if you're not one of the mega leaders, like the President of the United States or, or like, Putin or Angela Merkel or that goofy-looking blonde-haired Boris fella, like... If you're not one of the mega ones, Bono probably treats you a little bit like a road manager. <laughs> like, not with disrespect, but a little bit like, you know, what are you going to have on Bono's rider to get a picture, you know, with the president of Uruguay? And But you got to kind of deal with it because he's doing this nice thing. But like, all right, photos enough. We don't have to stick around for dinner, man. I got shit to run. I'm trying to run a dictatorship here. And you're in, you're harshing my vibe, Bono. It's no different than being a U2 fan when it comes on the radio. It's nice when it randomly happens. And then it's nice. It's like visiting a hometown. I love visiting my hometown. I love seeing some people that I don't get to see enough. And I like having some nostalgic memories. And then like two and a half days goes by and I'm ready to get the fuck out. And I mean that with all due respect. It's like going to Las Vegas. It's it, When you get there... It's like, woo, Vegas. And then you have some great times. And then you have to get up, 
for a 6 a.m. flight and you swear to God you'll set the alarm, but you inevitably don't. And then you're rushing and you're probably still drunk. But, you know, you'll deal with the hangover when you land. And then you're ready to not go back to Vegas for a while. That is you too. Whether you're little old us or the president of Uruguay. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Hey, can we give it a rest this year? Like, I have a request to my flat earther GOP friends. Because, again, I wish you no ill will. I'm sorry to go back to this, but I just got, got one more thing, and then we can be fucking done with it, I promise. This year, like, I am purposely trying to reach out to some of you to, like, build a relationship that isn't hostile. And I mean it. I'm not doing it through this show. Like, in an email. I'm not going to bring it on. You know what I mean? Like, that's not public deal. I'm like, but I honestly want to, like, bridge a gap a little bit to see if some of us people on the more moderate spectrum can kind of talk some reason to some of you people who seem like you came from Jupiter. I'm probably never going to vote for you, but like, I don't want you to get cancer and I want your kids to succeed. Like I want you to be happy. I want America to thrive. Like we, there's more we can figure out together. If I, I don't, I don't know what if means, but like, you know, I'm trying to lead with empathy, but since I am, I have a request. Can we fucking cool it? on the war on Christmas nonsense. First off, you know, free, if you're going to be the freedom people, that means you're the freedom people. And not all the people want to do your Jesus. Some people want, are Jewish, candidly. And even in tiny little western South Dakota, we have some people that aren't Christians. And maybe every day they don't want to bang it on their forehead. And it's not like you're going to totally get rid of it. Also, there's no shortage of fucking Merry Christmas cards at Target. You know what I mean? But also, there's some happy holidays. Both can exist. That doesn't mean anybody's taking your Christmas away. Can you just cool it? Like, if you're having Christmas, great. I'm having Christmas, too. But at the same time, I know some people that aren't having Christmas. I don't feel like I got to rub it in their face like a smallpox blanket. You know what I mean? They get to do their thing. There's no war. War is the word. Like, you know what I mean? No one's taking anything away from you because Starbucks didn't put a thing in their cup that you thought needed a cross. Fucking cool it. And if you'll cool it, you know, I'll cool it. And then we can figure some shit out a little bit. Not that I have anything to do with anything. But, like, generally speaking, I feel like I can speak for the moderates that are excruciatingly tired of insanity across the board left or right (laughs) pretty ballsy fucking statement to me isn't it although you know what tell your friends that's what you can do i haven't given you one sponsor yet and i'll do a quick one at the end of the show but like do me a favor you don't gotta buy any of this shit i'm yapping about with sponsors if you do that's great if you don't that's great and if you don't want to buy anything i'll never bitch about it but here's what you can do tell two friends about this show if, you, if something on this show makes you giggle or if something on this show makes you go, fucking A, man, I agree with him, then tell two friends who you think might agree with you. And then you never have to buy anything ever and make them a deal. Tell you what, 
He won't pitch ridiculous shit, and it's not some internet scheme, and it isn't some pyramid deal, but it is, you know, mildly entertaining from time to time, optionally sometimes. Optionally? <laughs> and, like, you know, let's build a little thing here. Get rid of some of the crazy, and we'll have some giggles along the way. Um, I think that's about it on my list here, really. I'm doing this from my phone. And so I still don't have all the text and stuff set up on here. Also, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I think we're going to save that for all the lives. I think we're going to set up a deal where once or twice a month we'll do a live show and we'll do all the interaction deals. And the rest of it, I just want to kind of go here. You know what I mean? Also, it's easier to do episodes that way where I don't have to set up a bunch of whatevers. You don't give a shit. Just listen or don't listen. You're like, whatever. I don't care. I'm here listening to this. What else do you want from me? I'll tell you what I want. Tell two friends. That's what I want. Quickly do the news. Let's do a quick plug for the news. You want to save 80-whatever percent on your vacations? Go to MurdochJones.com. Click on Book VIP. Also, thankful to have Honored as a sponsor. Go to Honored.com slash Murdoch. Save 15% on whatever you order. Quick plugs today. That's all we're going to do. Um. Okay, quick news. Um, Biden picks retired general. I'm going to stay out of politics here. Although to say it's time, if you're still holding on to your Rudy Giuliani stock, I would say maybe now is your last call to sell. <laughs> there's, there's my only, there's my only political news for you today. It's getting weird. Like, you know who else farts in front of the public and like, you know, that's that's a that's a super I'm starting to lose my marbles move. I'm not trying to pick on the man. Everybody gets old. I and like I get the hair dye deal. I'm a vain dude. But like, come on, dude. Come on, man. It's too much. Time to sell. That stock's a crater in. Um, okay, no COVID, no Trump. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Watch. Here's the deal. It showed up on my <laughs> on my thing here because I'm a John Oliver fan. I don't know if you watched last week tonight with John Oliver. Um, and wh- regardless of where you want it, you know, this isn't a political thing. This is just funny. So on one of his shows, he made a joke because he wanted to know what the Pringles can mascot look like like underneath the bow tie right like what's the body look like and apparently there's a big internet response about it he he's on hiatus right now because the season finale was last week so but he just did a quick youtube video um google that and i you will thank me that was on my news it's not really news i just saw it and thought i should give it a plug um let's see Jesus, everything is trump and covid today or mass mandate in our local news. I just can't. I mean, I just can't talk about it anymore. It's just quit it. Man, I got to go to all the way to the bottom. Like, this is why I don't read the news every every day. I like, I, I'm, this is okay. It's crazy December, right? We're all, we're all minding our mental health. Rather than do the news, why don't I just, just let's do this. Give yourself 10 minutes of news in the morning and 10 minutes of news at night. If you feel like you're not getting all the news and find like a, find a source that is not on social media. I'll tell you what I do. And I will admit it does lean liberal quite a, quite a bit. 
at times. But like I listen to NPR. There's a show called Up First. It's 20 minutes long. It comes on at like 5.30 in the morning. And it's like, here's the major shit happening today in the country and a little bit around the world. And I feel like I know every major issue and I don't feel uninformed at all. And, you know, you'll pick up some things on just you just if you use the Internet at all, which almost everybody does on a day to day basis, you're going to pick up some stuff. But like, don't go down any rabbit holes and don't go chasing some shit. Just, you know, a little bit of news in the morning, a little bit of news at night. You'll be amazed how much better you feel. You certainly will be less reactive. And I think that is going to be helpful in crazy December as we all care about our mental health and that doesn't make you weak because listen it's kind of hard to do it first because you get into your habits scroll 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 click and like I get bias I'm worried about bias fairness right and so like I'm constantly trying to stay in the middle but the internet knows you're also trying to stay in the middle so they purposely send you stuff in the middle you got to be able to kind of take it all in a little bit but don't do that this month this month trim it way 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 back you will, you will, you will thank yourself for that. That's better than the news because the news is just gonna be something I'm gonna bitch about. And who wants to? That's all I've been doing all the entire show is bitching about things. All right, nerds, I appreciate you listening. I okay, we didn't do a story from Elsister because I got it's a big tease, it's a big reveal. The theft of baby Jesus on the next episode of Book of Murdoch. And I've been teasing this for a bit. I know I've been, it's a, it's a, I mean, cliffhanger's a stretch, let's be honest. Nothing on this show could possibly be a cliffhanger. But I am telling you, I am, I am fat, I, I can't do it yet because I need to fact check a couple of things with my brother and my sister and maybe my parents. I need to, I want to source this one a little bit better because you will thank me. The theft of baby Jesus. On the next episode. Um, okay. No, no, no. I think that's about it. I'm trying to remember if I was supposed to tell you nerds anything else. I don't think so. Um, okay. Wear a mask. Stop arguing on the internet. And do something nice for your mother. She would appreciate that around Christmas time. I'll see you next time, nerds. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credit was recorded in Studio 2A. The executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone as Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producers Mark Houston, engineering Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.